Uh, we've made it to Friday, and I tell you, it has been one heck of a week, hasn't it? Uh, you, you've been reading uh, closures, non-closures, snow blowers, snow, little window of opportunity, mild temps, then not so much, and then wraparound stuff. Woo! We've made it to Friday. 94, still shut down between uh, Fargo and Dickinson. 29, they did open up, but again, as we said yesterday and probably the day before and the day before that, please use caution today. I know it's a mobile kind of Friday. Uh, with 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 ceremonies going out of the shack, obviously a football game tonight on the north side. Some games are still going on. Thank you very much, Brad's got a doubleheader tonight. Uh, hockey, well, the force not. Uh, for, yeah, well, tough I, to get out of South Dakota when that yeah. one's still yeah, shut the, down. Yeah, uh, the stampede couldn't. Uh, it could get you to Watertown, but that's not going to be enough. So they're going to. Um, Makeup date is not official. They were talking maybe later in the year, maybe like uh, about February, but I don't think that is in the these um, poor in, rest- the, in the that is not official. Right, these poor restructuring. Uh, like I said, I I know, I know like like South has a game that they're going to do against Cheyenne tomorrow. The girls mm-hmm. and boys like at eleven and one. Vikings are still on. They're kicking off at noon coming right. up tomorrow. So get that going. Derek in the house today. Good to see D. He was at Barnesville. You've been pulled and tugged a little bit too, doing some yeah, fun work around busy. the community, haven't sure. you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, sold a lot of uh, sold a lot of prime ribs. Prime rib, rib yesterday. That's for oh. sure. So I uh, uh, two things. Happy birthday to Catherine of Aragon. She'd be five thirty-seven. That was King uh, Henry VIII's first wife, and then we all know how things worked out for the Henry VIII. And and Beethoven would be uh, two fifty-two today. So we wish out some happy birthdays <laughs> to Ludwig von Beethoven. I thought you know the story. You know he became deaf. Wasn't deaf out of the gate on that. It's still impressive, the works that he's done. Uh, This is also the anniversary, 1972, that the Miami Dolphins became the first NFL team to go unbeaten and untied in a 14-game regular season. We celebrate the Miami Dolphins today. You guys don't look too thrilled about being undefeated in the NFL. Well, it's um, it's one of those things, you know, you don't have to win as many they didn't have to win as many games, but it's still yep. impressive as heck. You it know? still is. I mean, and now you just think in today's NFL, now in a 17-game schedule, I mean, the Patriots were close. Mm-hmm. In a 16-game schedule, is that record ever going and, to be yeah, they would have ever been going to be touched? All, right? Yeah, unbeaten yeah. and tied. They were 18-1, and one, correct? Yep, this, lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. And the other thing you play, we got a full show today. T. Dunn joining us. Scotty Quas, our man Scotty joining us. South Dakota State University. You know, Scotty is is the voice of, of Jackrabbit women's basketball. How about bringing in number one That's into your bad. house? That's pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> pretty impressive. And then Scotty tomorrow might be a little colder because uh, <laughs> he's little. he's with Tyler and the boys uh, doing uh, Jackrabbit football. And Scotty, a little, yeah. What was the temperature? What's the temperature going to be to Brookies? Ten? Did I see maybe and nine? Let's see, three o'clock. Yeah, will be the peak of the day. I'll have to look it like up. Nine or ten? You know, oh. there's no difference. Either it's nine or ten, and that one degree is not a big problem. Uh, it's going to be cold either way. So that's uh, so what Scotty going to be dealing with tomorrow. You know that one. So he will join us. Uh, to, uh, to chat a little bit about um, uh, not only last night, I saw Don Staley had tweeted out she tried to walk to, to, to Starbucks. Starbucks. Did you see that? When, <laughs> yes. It's almost reminded me of Anchorman. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> you know, walking to Starbucks in Brookings. Even if, and the problem is, she probably saw Starbucks and went, oh, well, I walked. That's just down the block. But down the block in Columbia, South Carolina, and down the block in Brookings, South Dakota, different conditions. So that's all that. Uh, so Scotty will join us in the, in the uh, second half hour uh, today. And Napoleon Bonaparte divorced on this date, 1809. Oh, I claim the uh, my question for you guys, do you know why he put his hand uh, in his, his coat? 
Um, yeah, but have something. It's not like, a disability. It's not a war. It was like a pain or something. You always touching, or, wasn't it? There's like been some schools of thought. It was a sign associated with nobility. Oh, yeah, gentlemanly restraint, sign of nobility. Napoleon restraint. Interesting. <laughs> well, I said that's probably why I got divorced from. Josephine, because he never hugged her fully, for goodness sake. I always had the hand in the jacket on that. So that's my that's my bits of history. And today, if San Francisco 49ers were a stock, how long ago should you have purchased them, yeah, that's fellas? that's a good question. Right? Yeah, they're, they're playing well. I mean, it's everything about it. And then you got a guy who was a Mr. Irrelevant, who I did think should have been drafted a little bit ahead of where he was. But, uh, mm-hmm. boy, he's, uh, he's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, he's just... Does he qualify as game manager? Or is he a little bit above that? Yeah, I mean that's really he's all. He's made he, some plays. Yeah, I mean, I mean I guess he'd make enough plays in the defense. Will you know seven probably seventeen to well what did they got last night twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. You do that. That's the magic number. Correct. They're probably going to win. Probably right. going to win most of their games. But look at that, Trey Lance. Boom, done. Yeah. So you're probably gone. Bring in Jimmy G. Boom, done. I mean it's not like San Francisco's been healthy. Uh, the now the defense is. Uh, Maybe again, we're showing what teams succeed. You got to defend. You know, the Vikings have been able to win despite giving up some yards, not last week, but despite giving up some yards. And that's why I think Vikings fans are like, we're waiting for a shooter drop here because we, we don't have, you know, we're not just slamming the door shut. Uh, this is why there's a doubt. San Francisco fans are like, we got a chance to win every game because we defend extremely well. It's a de- tale of two different teams. I, I don't know if San Fran's a team you want in the postseason. I don't know if that that's that's going to be a tough well, out, I think right? That, yeah, and I think boy, if there's a team that could maybe go to Philly, maybe and, and right? maybe and maybe slow that offense down. It would it would be them, maybe the Cowboys. It's probably not the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, maybe a, one of those two. We'll see what uh, how that all plays out. But again, the Vikes case you you forgot the Vikes are playing tomorrow at uh, it's a twelve noon kickoff. FCS uh, in town. Good to see that Incarnate Word made it to Fargo. That was number one. I think their jerseys are here. They're not going to have to use like North Spartan jerseys, are they? Or maybe borrow some. West from... Fargo Packers. That'd be yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As I said this morning at KFGO, hey, I didn't know he was a Williston Coyote. <laughs> Just borrowing jerseys. But hopefully the gear made it and everything is good to go. But Scotty will talk about what's happening in uh, in Brookings. And as good as South Dakota State is, and as number one as that seed is, I don't think I bet against Montana State, by the way, fellas. I don't know if I that that to me. I don't me, think the weather's going to be an issue because yeah. they deal with that. They've dealt with that at the end of the regular season and into the playoffs. So I think I don't think that's yeah. I think that's that that's not going to be the great equalizer. Yeah, we joke about uh, weather conditions and ten degrees this and nine degrees that. I don't think that that's. I don't think Tommy Malat cares about that. I don't think no. Isaiah Infante cares about that. Same token. Did you see the numbers? And I think I don't know if Sam Herter put this out or or Craig. And I think it was the home record in postseason for South Dakota State and North Dakota State over the years. And I believe the number I saw was forty four and two. How far back are we going? I'm Man. sure forever. Okay, as long as uh, as you go. Wow. How about those numbers? I'm trying to recall the well the, the Bison lost to James Madison. Yep. Um we We're go back in the D two days. Yeah, home home mark. I think there was a year they got beaten the late in the D two, like by Mankato or somebody like that. I mean, but I but it's that I'd have to go back it, and look. It, it, like it the, didn't happen often. Right. Ridiculous numbers. Now it doesn't bode well for Incarnate Words or it doesn't bode well for Montana State, but uh, you know, that's 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 why you 
That's why you get to be the number ones in various uh, various seats. So it's all that. Uh, so lots to get to today. Travis Dunn will come. Hockey, I guess, this weekend. Uh, you know, it's odd. Brad, you were just looking at cancellations and movements mm-hmm. and postponements yep. and, and that. We mentioned the force. Um, uh, you know, UND has got a little a little respite, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah not till uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, New Year's Eve against the under-18 team and then – a whole bunch of NCHD action going on. Well, yeah, they got one more week, and there's one more like non-conference Lindenwood, week. I got Lindenwood, Lindenwood at 6th yeah. and 7th, and then it'll be, uh, it'll be uh, NCHD the rest of the way. Yeah, it's uh, here's the other thing before we can't – oh, I almost forgot the text question today. i got to be careful how you phrase this because I phrased it earlier the wrong, wrong way. Um, play by yourself. Um, so the kids today that have had to attend – what do you call it? Zoom learn, e-learn, or what is it? Distance learning. Distance learning. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I was thinking about back in our day, before computers, before cell phones, b- before all this, you know, maybe we had video games. But if I took your video games away and you had to invent something like, and I, and I think the kids today might, might I give them some credit. I mean, they're, they're inju- ingenuity and all that. And uh, Greg Wrestler, the singlet wrestler back there had it. I said, if you had to entertain yourself, where you couldn't read a book. Sorry, I'm taking books away and I'm taking video games away. And you had to entertain yourself by something. And he went through a, a myriad of things. He said, you know what I did? Because our basement had rafters. It didn't have a ceiling. I taped a can up there and I balled up some paper and shot baskets into a can. And I'm like, yeah, right? But he did this. He said, you know what else we did? We had a triangle football taped up and played it across the table. And you played the, the triangle, what the table football right. game on that. So if I had to force you today to do that for the kids today, what would you show them how to entertain themselves like we did when we were young without all this technology? Mm. Yeah, that that's a good one. Right? A, yeah, um, he mentioned triangle football and would stop right there. You yeah. know, especially if you that, had that's siblings. That's a hard one to top. Yeah. yeah. If you had siblings. I don't know what what, what was happening in can Lisbon. You, can you play cards? I mean, are, are if you I gave you that? cards, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you could you can play cards for hours. That'll keep you. So if you picked a, but if you say cards, mm, yeah, and if you text like in cards, game? yeah, specifically okay. tell me specifically which game that game. you could keep. Yeah. That would keep your attention for a, a long period of time. If it was a board game, my buddies pulled out Risk, and that consumed an entire week. Yeah, you know, but but the triangle football. Do you think our youth of America today, because it's not maybe even their fault. But because we are so need it now, need it now, instance, you know, that kind of thing, cell phone this, cell phone that, Jane, check this, Twitter is, yeah. could sit back and casually play a flick of tape, triangle piece you of know, paper across I've the table. I've seen kids do it, though. I mean, I, I, they kind of get creative, like, like that? especially in the out, outside. I mean, I think the old thing, oh, kids just sit on video games all the time. You know, in the neighborhood I've been around, their kids are playing football, and mm-hmm. they're outside quite a bit, much more than you think. Yesterday, I saw them building forts and okay. stuff like that. So I, th- I think there is a little bit more, because it was warmer, it wasn't, you know, 40 below windshield, right, like- there are a lot of kids making snowmen and things like that. So I think I think kids generationally are just the same. It's just then when we get older, we say, it's all like when I was a kid. They never you did know, the... Yeah. <laughs> so they did it. Yeah. Greg said that too. He goes, I went outside and tunneled a, like an igloo, and then the friends came over, and we had like snowball fights in each other's made forts and all that. I mean, yeah. they, you know, so that was the fun. That was the fun thing. We so, played, yeah, we played football a lot. In fact, that was uh, probably up until I was in high school. I mean, we might even, even a year in, into college, we came home. We used to play football on Super Bowl Sunday. 
That's like we, we've had a trophy in the whole deal, and then I think we just either got too old or just kind of drifted apart. And the literally the greatest like, games I had growing up was the triangle football. My brother had yep. such a strong index finger, man, he could split your forehead on a field goal. Because <laughs> <laughs> you had to, didn't you, Derek? And you had to kind of hunch over to make yeah. your field goal, so mm-hmm. your face was exposed. Yep. And then if you if it elevated. It last. I I watched. I don't know how many paper cuts. I look like Dusty Rhodes after the. Uh, <laughs> and then we had the uh, and George Ellis, uh, my friend, our friend George uh, gave me one of these because he had one in in his years ago. It was the electronic football game, just a sheet of metal, where you had players, and the minute someone touched the base, of, you remember this? Mm-hmm. It was a vibrating football. I think game. I had one, and I I remember getting it for Christmas, oh. and then I played it for one day, and went. This is stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing see, happens. See, we, <laughs> and that's a very like honest this. opinion. See, I was the other way around. I thought, this is phenomenal. But it, 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 it should have been stupid because literally to pass it, you had to stop and take the cotton swab out of your quarterback and just right. try to hit somebody in the back and say, oh, you caught it. And then you'd shove it under the arm and then you'd right. click your vibrating sheet of metal back on, yep. right? So you didn't like that. So that no. wasn't a high. Then I had like the. Then I had the. I, I think you remembered it was a basketball game, and it came in like a little box, and it had little. And it had little holes in it where the ball would roll to like either top of the key or like on the wing oh, yeah, or yeah. something. And then you had a little lever that you tried to hit the. You had to try and hit it. You know, hit it the right length, the right <laughs> speed, so it would go into the basket. No, I played that thing for years. We had the one, the football game was a little ball on the side that it was spring load, and you put your defensive play in. They put their, like, uh, I forget that one, Derek, on that. But anyway, hmm. these are offering uh, those those kids uh, today stuck indoors how you can entertain, how you can entertain oneself minus phone, minus video games. So it was stupid, huh, Brad? I just was, I just didn't get it. I was like, wow, this is all it is, huh? I thought it would, I thought it would be much more than that. Wasn't it intriguing to you when your running back cut the edge, you angled him in the proper way, right. and it went, yep. and then it angled, and then you were excited, and then you realized he wasn't touched, and he boomeranged right back into right. your backfield yep. again. Yep. All right, two three seven thirty seven sixty seven triple eight four five eight six nine two six. Get you in, Travis Dunn coming up around the corner. If that's not T Dunn on one, it is not. It let, is. Let's go to uh, line one. It is our friend Paul. Paul. Happy Friday, everybody. It is Friday, Paul. How are you, Paul? I'm fabulous. And I'm looking into my crystal ball that the Vikings are going to beat the Colts 28-14 tomorrow. Nice. Now, Paul's That's last right? week. Pretty good. Paul's predictions last week, by the way, was the last week or two weeks ago. We're almost spot on. So I, everybody's listening to your predictions here, Paul. What else you got? And by the way, I'm making an enchilada bake maybe later today. There you go. Plus, I had to plus the almost Christmas Eve What do you want for Christmas? A griddle and a crock pot. Ooh, see? Now you're speaking Jack's language. Now you're talking. Pot. I named my crockpots, by the way, Paul, so I'm, I'm very personal. <laughs> Your crockpot is carrot. That's exactly right. What did I name my crockpot? Well, What's your idea? I, once you get it, look at it and, and make sure that you want to give it a name that is, yeah. uh, that's a comforting name to you, something that you trust. Kirk and, Cousins. 
Kirk, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> well, let's hope he stays hot. You know, come on, right? Uh, Kirk yeah. Cousins. Yeah. Paul, do you Paul, do you own a uh, air fryer? No. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> yes, ooh. I do own. Yes, I do have an air oh, fryer. I, aren't aren't they aren't they great? Yes. Oh, they are the best. Paul's crockpot is going to be Kirk Cousins. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I love All that. All right, you have a nice weekend. See, see you later, see you, Paul. Paul. That's a good stuff. You made my day. T. Dunn coming, coming up around the corner. Scotty Quas. Uh, we're getting Scotty out of shoveling today in Brookings to talk about his game last night with South Carolina and, of course, the upcoming game with Montana State in football. That more kind of hanging through a Friday afternoon. Be safe. Uh, this is the Jack Michael Show with Derek and Brad on 740 The Fan. Paul Allen. Zadarius Smith is running around on one leg. Yeah. Can I get a round of applause for how tough that sucker is? I ain't kidding you, man. 9 to noon weekdays on 740 The Fan and 740thefan.com. Is Travis Dunn going through hockey withdrawals? That's what I want to know. I mean, Mike, are you just chomping at the bit, Travis, to get back there, get those golden tones behind the microphone, drop that puck, let's play hockey. Hey, T. Dunn, how you doing, Travis? You know what? It's taken me three weeks to get over that bug or whatever the heck I had. I have a voice now. I'm not coughing into the microphone like I was <laughs> with Tim the last time. So hopefully when January, well, actually New Year's Eve comes along, which is just a few weeks away, of course, uh, the national development team game. And then after that, three weeks in a row, it's, uh, it is going to be a lot of driving. And then Jack, yeah, well, the roads are a little bit better than they are today. I'm glad I don't get I t- t- take any money, Mom, because when tax season comes, I just start counting trips in 144s, meaning 72 one way, 72 yeah. the back. So everything is yep. one. I just multiplied how many trips times 144 anyway on, oh, on that whole yeah. thing. Well, let me ask yep. Let me ask you this. I mean, sometimes time off or a little respite is great for a team. Sometimes it's not. You want to just, just, just keep going. With regards to that, Travis, where do we sit with North Dakota hockey now? Just after, you know, they've, they've kind of come back and they get five points a weekend against Western Michigan. So your thoughts on that? You know what? We're going to get the answer from the coach himself tomorrow morning on Around the Rink on nice. 7 the fan. Nice. Uh, because Brad will be joining me about 9.15. You know, that's a great question, Jack. I don't know the answer to it. Uh, we can philosophize. Is that the way to say it? Philosophize? Sounds anyway. good. Yeah, we can make we can philosophically look at it this way. You're right. The, the team obviously learned a little something against Western Michigan, who's in what the top five offensive uh, hockey teams in college hockey. Uh, shutting them out the second night, five out of six points. Uh, very very impressive weekend. They played the defense, which they have not done that well all year, extremely well on that weekend. So yes, I would think they'd want to keep playing once they figured it out. However, the other side of that coin is. And a lot of guys banged up, as every team does. Uh, you know, the, the, when you talk about the season starting versus when the team actually starts really focusing on the game, training camp starts early September with dry land training, all those things they have to do. Plus, let's not forget these guys are students in the middle of a little thing called finals week. Right. Uh, so, you know, you, you add up all those additional pressures on top of the fact they weren't having a successful first half of the season or first half of the campaign, I should say, uh, then – you know what, that time off is probably a good thing, not only physically, but mentally as well. Hey, looking forward to your conversation with Brad Barry. Brad has seen what his team can do. Brad has seen what his team has done. <laughs> you know, so there, there, there's the question. 
Which one are they? You know, that that's the that's the $60,000 question, right, Travis? You know what? And every season, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, it's, it's the season of adjustments, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, who, who's healthy? Who are you plugging into the lineup? Who's available to you? Who's not available to you? Uh, and then adjusting to the style that your team should play. And obviously, the, the style they were playing before they played Western Michigan wasn't being very successful. And they figured out the defensive aspect of the game uh, which many of us were, you know, there's some trepidation. Could they figure that out? Now, the next question is, can they continue to do so? Well, Western Michigan comes to town the second week in January. We'll find out that very uh, answer, uh, if they can continue that. Of course, Linden, Lindenwood the first week, Western Michigan the second week, University of Minnesota Duluth uh, the week after that. So we're heavy in the NCHC play. So um, can they continue it? We will find out, as they say, uh, the story continues to unfold. I'll throw this one out to some of our hockey aficionados. Obviously, Travis Dunn, Brad, you've called enough games. You know more about it than most people have forgotten. Derek, too. You know, so Drew DeRitter was the NCHC goaltender of the week. Travis, you talked about his success against Western Michigan. I have his numbers here. It was a 962 save percentage. It was really impressive. I mean, he, he stopped 26 of 28 uh, uh, shots in that 2-2 overtime tie. Ten of those shorthanded, by the way, helped UND go 6-for-6 six six on penalty kill. And my question is this. When you have a, a good goaltender, and maybe you have another one that, that might be uh, equal or maybe one's a little sight ahead, good, bad, indifferent, would you rather have one that's just off the charts, that's our guy every single time until it isn't, or do you like to have Two, and Brad, you can jump in on this first, your thoughts on it. Two that yeah. are somewhat, it's almost like in baseball, who do you start? You know, if you don't maybe mm-hmm. have a number one, you've got a bunch of, you know what I mean? Well, I think of the force, for example, I'll just use them. They really have, they have two of the top three goaltenders of goals against average. And it just kind of, I think it's some, they're probably 1A and 1B, although I'd say, you know, one's probably ahead of the other right now. But I would, I think I'd rather have the 1A, 1B, Travis, and just and just kind of ride the hot hand from time to time instead of have one guy that you're leaning on pretty heavy. I mean, even the Wild, too. Gustafson has proven to be, you know, more than more than a serviceable goaltender. I think that's maybe not 1A, 1B, but that's probably a 60-40, maybe two-thirds, one-third type of rotation there. But uh, I, will, I will hear your opinion on that. Well, you know, there's so many different theories on this. A... Uh, the college hockey season is much shorter in number of games played. So let's look back to 1986-87, a guy named Ed Belford that basically played all the games, uh, set a record for, what, 40 wins in the season, eight losses and so on, and, and a national championship. So you ride the horse that gets you there, and, and he was hot the entire season. I guess I would want that number 1A guy to be the number 1A guy, but we also know that uh, there's going to be injuries, there's going to be illnesses, there's going to be off nights in some cases. So you have to have that confident backup that you feel confident you can put in there. So, you know, there's no right or wrong answer, I think, in this case. But, uh, you know, put it this way. if <laughs> Give me Eddie Bell for any time, guys. Right. I think that this team would win a whole lot more games. To that point, career. to that point, yeah. though, is there something to say that, 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 that I know I'm our guy, I'm carrying this ship, you know, I'm defending this fortress this defense works well in front of me. That's our guy in the net. We're playing for it. That's it. And if we have to go back to another guy, I guess we have to do. You know what I mean? That That's the split, right, as opposed to the right. uncertainty from an individual standpoint. I wonder if I'm in the net this week. I wonder who's going to go right. with tomorrow. You know, that kind oh, of thing. I, I, you ask the goaltenders. They want to play every game because that's yeah. their mindset. But the other side of the equation, too, guys, is the fact that 
you know, the team in front playing good defensively is going to make the goaltender look a lot better as well. Now, the kind of shots, I didn't see the shot chart last week in Western Michigan, but I anticipate that they were much better at keeping the shots to the outside, right? Uh, not those grade A opportunities in the slot area. And so the shots that, and the quality of shots that Drew DeRuiter was seeing last week may not have been the kind of quality that they saw the first number of games when they weren't playing that well defensively. So the team in front of you can dictate how well the goalie plays by how well you play in front of that goaltender and what kind of defensive style you play and what kind of shots you limit the opposing team to. So, it, it, yeah, yes, the focus is always the goaltender, but it really does start from the forwards on back. And, if, and if, you know, it's like you guys are their basketball aficionados. <laughs> You don't watch the basketball. You watch go, watch what's going on away from the basketball. Right. Or that initial pass that made the breakout of the zone that no one even thinks about when the guy does a slam dunk for the two points, right? And the same thing with hockey. If you watch where the puck comes from, how it gets to where it's going, you watch the whole scenario unfold. It's that team effort that makes everything else work successfully. And so, you know, the things we don't notice – are the most important part of the game. So the 13 goals that St. Cloud State scored in the previous weekend, obviously you're not putting that all on who was in the net, right? I mean, nope. it, yeah, it takes a, a village, so to speak, to allow some yep, of that to happen. Yeah, it does, yeah. and that's the same thing again. We proved that with this UND hockey team. Uh, they were seeing way too many quality opportunities, and we saw Denver Pioneers in town. Man, the quality opportunities that these goalies were facing – uh, you know, they're not going to stop them. So, again, reducing the quality opportunities, taking away the grade A opportunities, keeping everything to the outside of, the, you know, the, that great scoring zone uh, makes the goalie's life a whole lot easier. And then when they win, the goalie gets the credit. So that's the, that's the, that's the way it kind of works, right? It's like the quarterback. I, uh, in a couple of minutes, you're with Travis Dunn because, you, you know, we talked about you chomping at the bit to get back. At, and I know, you know, take away the under-18, take away the Linwood one. Literally, UND – is it will, will not have played a conference game in a month. There's a month off in, in from the Western Michigan to Western Michigan, I guess, because that's, that's what it holds. So, and I know there's a few in between there, Travis, but it's not conference. I'm curious because conference, you should – I get it. you got to go out there and perform, and, and every game matters, and every da-da-da-da. It does. But that's a lot of <laughs> – yeah. You know what, though? Time. You know, I made the mistake a couple of years ago, and, and uh, you know, that's to say to Brad Barry, hey, uh, you know, your team's not playing this weekend. You're off this weekend. He goes, no, we're yeah. not off. No, you're not. They're, they're, they're never off. This team is on the ice. Uh, this, uh, you know, obviously finals week just came up. Christmas will be, the team will probably be let go to go home next Sunday, maybe, or Monday for a couple of days, if indeed those players go home for Christmas. But they're back Christmas Day or the day after. Uh, they don't get very much time off, and they'll be practicing and working on those things that the team needs to work on to continue this successful defensive pattern they put together when they played Western Michigan. So there'll be a lot of uh, a lot of work done with no worry about classroom. The classroom they're worrying about right now is probably the video room, watching and learning and figuring out how to make this a consistent defensive effort by this hockey team. It's tough to predict, but when the conference play begins, here it is, Travis. Tell me what kind of a gauntlet it is. Western Michigan, home. Duluth, home. Miami, road. Denver, road. St. Cloud, home. Let's just start there. Well, the Denver one is probably the biggest one. Miami is, not, is behind them in the, in, the, uh, in the standings at this point, not having a real strong season. Now, there's never a shoe in, of course, but Duluth had some struggles as well. 
Now, a lot of it to do with health, so they come back healthy. This Christmas break for all these teams gives them a chance to get healthy. So what you get before Christmas may not be what you get after Christmas. Uh, but um, it's always a gauntlet, as you know. And uh, you know what? The bottom line is this. Win more than you lose. Uh, gain those pairwise points because right now they're outside looking in when it comes to the NCAA playoffs, and that's their goal. Get in, get home ice advantage first round to the NCHC, and then take off from there. But you know what? The end of February, guys, it gets here very quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're you're wondering where you're sitting. And they've got CC. Yeah. They've got CC on the road to, uh, near the end of February, and then finish yeah. up with Omaha at home. So and CC has been having a really good season. Their goaltender is very solid. Uh, they're not a shoe in like it has been in the past. And uh, Omaha has had a very good start to their uh, their first half of the season as well. So again, no weekends off, as you guys all all well aware. And that's all 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 the cliches we throw in as sports, but it's so very true. We uh, take it a, sh- a shift at a time, a game at a time, and go from there. We'll let you promote around the rink, but before we let you go, yeah. today, Travis, this week Alex Ovechkin, eight hundred goals. We're sitting at number three. Is he? If we 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 had you against the wall with with one of Brad's uh, slingshots he had as a kid. <laughs> Pointed at your kneecap. You know, we don't want to injure anybody. Just at the kneecap. Uh, Would he be a top four? Mount Rushmore, we always say. When I say Alex Ovechkin, do you think, boom, top four? Yeah, as far as pure goal scorers are concerned. What about hockey players? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a really good question. You know, the, the thing we always forget, you know, the video that we don't see of players back in the 50s and 60s, the John Bellavos and all those guys who were amazing hockey players. So to say top four, I wouldn't say top four. But when it comes to pure goal scorers, I would say uh, pure goal scorer wise. But, but I'll put this way for a six foot four, 245 pound guy. Hmm. He, he plays the game pretty well. Yeah, nicely done. <laughs> nicely done. Yeah. And one goal away from Gordie Howe, who played to age 52, by the way. <laughs> Derek dropped the other day going, he played like it. was 79. Yeah. Yes, he is. Still playing today. I mean, it's insane. You know, Tom Brady, eat your heart out. <laughs> 90, 94 goals away from catching Wayne Gretzky. Now, the, the one thing to also remember, guys, the assist record is by no means in jeopardy whatsoever because Gretzky's way ahead in the assist category. So, again, back to pure goal scorers. Yep. Uh, this is probably, he's probably one of the finest there is. And you know where his office is, right, Derek? Where's 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 the Ovechkin's office? I I don't know. Well, it's right out there by the top of the slot, not the slot, but the top of the circle, right? He's oh, off on that far side. Ah, I see that's, what you're that's, saying. That's, that's what they call it, his office. But the other side of the equation, too, guys. Last week he scored four open net goals when the goaltenders were pulled. Uh, uh-huh. I think I would have made. I would have probably made one of those shots. So even <laughs> I would have one. Even I would have one goal in those circumstances. Controversy maybe, brewing. Maybe. Travis Dunn wants to take away all yeah. the empty net goals from yep. the array and put them in an asterisk column. <laughs> no, yep. okay, we won't do that. Yeah, well, we could look and see what what Gretzky scored opening. I'm sure he scored quite a few of them too. But you know, again, just last week, I think it was four. It might have been five empty net goals for Ovechkin. So it's a little bit easier to score when there's no goaltender, I would think. Indeed, T. Uh, T. Dunn. Quickly, you mentioned Brad Berry. And that that should, that's yeah. probably enough. That's enough for most of us. But uh, what do you got coming up around the w- rink? Well, Jody Nordstad is going to join me tomorrow morning. Midco is going to be doing a bunch of high school hockey. And, and by the way, I'm going to be doing some color on Midco for high school hockey in the West Fargo uh, Classic, I guess you call it, over the Christmas break. Oh. So I'll be doing a little bit of uh, a little bit of TV work. Hopefully they got cameras your, that don't uh, Put your mucklucks well. on for that. Thing. Travis is probably yeah. making $500,000 a year with all of his new gigs right now. <laughs> I've got three part-time gigs. It's kind of fun. <laughs> Hey, and, uh, hey, Gus, I have one more, and I think he'll catch me. 
<laughs> right, there, right. there you go. Well, yeah, exactly right. And then, of course, uh, a name you've heard on NFL coverage on 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 XM Radio, Zig Fercasi. Mm. Zig Fercasi is uh, is going to join me. He's a humongous Boston Bruins fan. He knows the college game out east very very well. So we're going to get a little bit of a glimpse on college hockey on the East Coast. Talk about the NHL. Talk about his beloved Boston Bruins. So uh, Zig Fercasi, who's nationally known, comes on a. Little show in far enough to code on a Saturday morning, and it's Love always it. fun getting a chance to talk to guys like that. You tune into seven forty the fan one hundred seven point three FM. That mobile app is great. Take him uh, wherever you go. You can catch Travis on on game night on on KFGO or Brother Station, or you can catch him on Around the Rink here. You can catch him on broadcast for the University of North Dakota Hockey with Tim Hennessy. There and Looker and Company, the guys now, now he just dropped a Midco plug. We'll have to build Midco, Brad, for just a second for that free. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, Jody, uh, Jody I'll, can, I'll get Jody the bill. <laughs> <laughs> Jody's such a good one. That, that's good. Yeah, he is. T Dunn, uh, always, always a treat hearing from you, brother. Uh, we'll catch you tomorrow morning around the ring. Thanks, Travis. I appreciate it, guys. You got it. The enforcer, Travis Dunn, joining us today. We know of three things that are on today. Watch how quick Brad does it. What well, are three things that we know are well, happening today? Uh, a couple things that are not going to happen. The, uh, uh, the Dragons were scheduled to go to St. Cloud State in Duluth right. this weekend. Uh, that, that has been pushed back a little bit further. Oh, more so than just Saturday, Sunday? Nope. It's going to be uh, Dragons will be at St. Cloud State now New Year's Eve. Oh. 1 and 3 p.m. Women at 1, men at 3, and then we'll play at Duluth on New Year's Day, 1 and 3. And then their schedule home games with Northern State, which were scheduled to be on the 31st, will now be January 10th. I'm going to redo a couple yeah. The other three things that are on today, uh, Brad, is number one, we have the football game at the Fargo Dome. Yeah, that one, that one probably. We that, know that. Yeah, we have a doubleheader basketball tonight in uh, what, West Fargo or Shanley? Uh, West Fargo. West Fargo. Shanley and, and West Fargo. What's happening at two this afternoon? Um, the Trinity Elementary School is having their uh, <laughs> second through fifth grade school pageant. Mm, there you go. Which, still going on. Yes, that is still on. And uh, Rachel Anderson is playing the role of an angel. So, <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I would encourage you <laughs> to come by if you can, if you, if, if, uh, if you can swing it. Are tickets available? Uh, it's free. Oh, that's Just even come better. Right that's, in. That's nicely done. Scotty Quas uh, stopping by South Dakota State. They've got a big tilt with Montana State tomorrow. Basketball team. The ladies just played number one uh, in there in Brookings. By the way, Scotty joins us next on the fan. I, I think you know it's great to have Scotty Quas on, but I think we we've done our role. We got him out of shoveling today, which is the uh, which I think is the key, isn't it, Brad? I think he just, was. I think he was. Somewhat grateful about that. <laughs> Very appreciative of the you fact. You got some that, shoveling uh, in the other day, didn't you? I did some, yeah. And then I just had uh, somebody else just, uh, just somebody just come over and take care please, of it. So, for the love of God, can I, somebody please do I this? did. I did one day of it, and that was uh, that was enough. Uh, you, there'll, there'll, there'll be more. Trust <laughs> me. You hear me? If you've tuned into Jack Rabbit Sports, you've heard Scotty Claus, voice of the ladies. You'll be hearing him tomorrow with. With Tyler and company as they take on Montana State tomorrow at three, and Scotty Quash joining us. So, how much did you get done today, Squatty? Uh, Squatty, Scotty, just a just a little square inch or what? What what did you get done today? Well, it doesn't look like I did anything right now. <laughs> but it was about a good a good solid ninety minutes, a couple shovels, and then uh, I got. I got the eight horse out and blew some uh, some twenty six inch paths out there too. So oh. yeah, we're 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 hardy folk. That's why we live here. So we really are like one. When it comes to whether it's just one giant Dakota, by the way, I, I don't know how many people I've had family members that were trying to get from like Williston, North Dakota, to Grand Forks to Omaha to watch national volleyball that had rooms and tickets and all that, and that was shut down because a little part of South Dakota. And I'm sure. 
the high school events and all of that stuff has just been a crapshoot. Poor athletic directors, for goodness sakes. Yet, you guys found a way to bring South Carolina in and play basketball at the collegiate level. <laughs> Number one came in, right? Well, yeah, and, uh, you know, that was down in Sioux Falls, so neutral court, but uh, was at the Pentagon down there, that unique facility that they've got. But South Carolina's come in a couple of times. They've got the charter. Uh, Sioux Falls kind of missed out on getting a bunch of snow, and they had a little bit of ice, so they were able to, to, to slip in. And, and I think the teams, I think even South Dakota State, they went down uh, the, the day of. They spent the night in Sioux Falls last night. Uh, didn't come back to Brookings just the 40 miles just because it was it was pretty dicey last night. So then they they came back this morning. So but yeah, uh, number one in the country, South Carolina um, was listed as a sellout. Now if you watch it, it wasn't. It was a sellout. I mean, in fact, I had tickets. We were going, uh, but then they shut down the roads. No travel advised, and so we just said, ah, well, we'll we'll mail it in. So uh, but yeah, there was a number of folks that made it. It is, a, you know, to that point, people ask me, South Dakota State, you know, we can go back over the, the annals of history and talk about where the Jackrabbits, you know, they've been obviously a solid program. The women now, they're solid, and the men, obviously, for that matter, too, is solid. But uh, the ladies, a solid program. It's like the, the, the switch got flipped, you know, and A.J. just started accumulating wins and accumulating wins and then went to a level. And all of a sudden, so far, it wasn't just beating the you know, rival schools would be North Dakota State, North Dakota, South Dakota, all that. It was like they're picking off top 24 teams, top 25 teams, then getting into the NCAA tournament, having success there, maybe winning WNITs. That, that, when that book is written on, on like where it, where it started, Scotty, as to where it is, where now nobody's shocked anymore that you see these big teams coming in. I get it, the venue is good in Sioux Falls with the Pentagon, but, you know, nobody bats an eye when, when they see scores with the, the ladies' team facing and or beating some teams. And they obviously played with South Carolina last night for a while. Yeah. You know, historically, too, I've been, I've been around for a bunch of it, as you have, Jack. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's been strategic. You know, A.J. has always had that mindset that our non-conference needs to be as difficult as it can be, as difficult as they can schedule. Um, you know, for one, to, to grow your team, to expand your team's vision, I think, and, you know, open the eyes of, of what the level of basketball could and should be and want they want it to be. But then when it comes time for that NCAA tournament to give you that value, you know, it's a, it's a little early, but uh, we've started watching the net rankings. That's that ranking of the, the, the NCAA uses strength of schedule, and there's like 18 parameters that they put into this equation now. Uh, Jacks are like a top 70 net ranking right now through the uh, through the uh, non-conference part of the schedule. So when it comes to the end of the year, now the Summit League, you know, it's been a one-bid league. You know, right. if you win your tournament, you're going to get in. You know, we've occasionally, once we've had a second team at large get in, but that's how you do it. you got to have that strength of schedule in the non-conference to do that. And, you know, this year was, was no slouch. You know, you'll look at their record and they feel like, yeah, seven and five, they should have had some more wins, but they played some really, really good teams. So, I mean, that's, it's been by design, and uh, you know I'll, I'll never hedge against AJ. That's no, for sure. Nope. <laughs> he, he, he certainly crafted crafted schedules, and and that's I think spilled into recruiting. Those kids want to, you know, when you were looking at the top recruit, hey, here's the teams you're going to play, um, and so you've got like a Madison Mathewitz and a Brooklyn Meyer 
they're going up against one of the best uh, players in, in NCAA women's basketball in Boston last night. So, I mean, it's, that's the kind of exposure you'll get. We uh, and, and not to mention they picked up, I think K-State was a top 25 team. They won uh, that road game the other day, right? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've got that one. Uh, on, that was, again, kind of a, like a Pentagon thing, neutral floor. Uh, they played K-State in Kansas City. That mm. used to be something that they did an awful lot of, but they played them uh, at the Auditorium Coliseum down there. They played them at, at sort of a neutral oh, yeah. floor, if you Been will. There. Yeah, that's right, uh, the old school, sure. Yep. Yep, yep. So they played there, and and then at the time too, they they knocked off Louisville down in the, the Bahamas at that tournament. That was kind of an exciting win there then too. So yeah, they've uh, and, and UCLA uh, at the time UCLA was was um, you know uh, their first round team that they lost to, and they've they've popped into the top twenty five, top twenty, and they've really been on fire here. Oh, man, I'm going to take a second, Brad, and just he he mentioned the word Bahamas. I just want to. Take that in for him, Bahamas. Okay, Bahamas. I, I, I remember know, seeing that. In fact, you know, <laughs> that was the, the shoes I'm wearing. Yes, the shoes I'm wearing right now. There's actually still sand in them. No. From the Bahamas. <laughs> so. You're killing me, Smalls. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, like I said, yeah, so that was probably three, four weeks. I think that was the weekend I was in Bozeman. That seemed, I'm sure it seems like a longer, uh, longer than that for you. <laughs> yeah, but the, but the views you had, Brad. Yeah, I mean, right. the mountain range. Oh, it was great. But uh, I said, <laughs> sent Brad yeah. out to Bozeman, I'd, and I'd, it's like I'd nine. Swap you in, uh, I would swap with you in a minute. We were all excited about that, yeah. and Brad's like, yeah, college game day is going to be there. I'm like, yeah, that's going to be awesome. I'm going to tune in to you, Brad. And then he gets out and it's like seven degrees out there and it's freezing. You can't walk. It's like Don Staley trying to get a Starbucks in uh, Sioux Falls. Hey, hey, somebody had to go. Somebody, somebody had somebody, to be yeah, that's a, one for the team. It was, a, it was a work. It was a work trip. Hey, Scotty, before we let you get back to your your day job of labor of the snow removal, uh, so South Dakota <laughs> State and Montana State. We were just chatting here at the start of the show how uh, how this really and I guess weather certainly. Uh, I guess a factor, but I think to both of these teams, they're they both are used to I think playing in elements that maybe are less than perfect. So maybe take that out of the equation, Scott, and and uh, confidence level for the Jacks to uh, to get past uh, Montana State and and get back uh, and get to Frisco. Absolutely, I think w- weather's neutral here. Uh, you know, in Montana State, there's there's they both are going to relish in that. You're going to see a lot of sleeveless guys playing football tomorrow just to be tough. So <laughs> it's going to be a fun one. But yeah, um, number one rushing offense versus the number one rush defense. <laughs> I mean, you're going to see some head knocking tomorrow. It's going to be a physical game. Two gritty, you know, state teams. Their athletic director, Leon Costello, uh, worked underneath Justin Sell here, and he left South Dakota State to go there. So there's been this little bit of a building rivalry. We've we've gone out there non-conference. We played them in playoffs. So there's some tradition and history. Just again, obviously, last year, um, it was tied at halftime there with 17-all, and then uh, Jacks got shut out in the second half to go to Frisco. So feel like you maybe left something on the table. A lot of familiar faces. They've got the 2QB system. Um, it's it's going to be an old fashioned knockout football game tomorrow. I think. I just still think uh, that, and then he's, he's a weapon that probably hasn't been used a lot in the playoffs. But uh, you, you've got a guy that's probably going to be an NFL draft pick in Kraft, and it seems like they just there haven't been times to use him or whatever the case is. I hope he's you know hopefully he's fully healthy. But I I still think even with the weather, uh, you know you got to feed him the ball a few times. Absolutely, and then what? What two weeks ago they, you know, Kraft didn't even get a touch, and 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 we visited with offensive coordinator Zach Lujan, and he was reminded often by Kraft that hey, 
you going to target me? Are you going to use me? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, at my bad. And Zach was like, yeah, my bad. We should have got more. And they will. They're using him uh, uh, and and Hines as well. They've they've got really two and three. We've had a really good string in the last 10 years Mm -hmm. of having some really good tight ends. So that is something that I think that they think they can use a little bit more to their advantage tomorrow. You know, they tried to use Mark Gronowski's legs a little bit more here the last couple of weeks as well, since he's gotten healthier and stronger off of his ACL injury. And I know Montana State, they've got Afonso back, so he's kind of hitting a groove now too. So, yeah, you've got guys that, you know, they're dinged up, but uh, this is that, you know, when, when Frisco's on the line, it doesn't hurt as much, probably. <laughs> You're willing to give a little extra. The uh, Scott Quash joining us today. We'll let Scotty get going since we've thrown out some individual names. If I had to do like a crystal ball gut check, the Scotty Quash gut check, uh, and, and had to pick one name that is going to be the impact player uh, tomorrow. Brad brought up Kraft. I'll throw out names. Uh, Gronowski, Yankee, uh, Davis. Uh, you mentioned Isaiah Infance. A lot. Is there? Is there? If, if we did a crystal ball gut check for either side, I guess uh, what what that one name would you pick? Well, if I if I've got to pick a name, uh, you know what really has helped South Dakota State this year. I'll, I'll head that way because that's what I know the the most sure. of is is the is the defense, and so I'll pick a defensive name, and I'm mm. going to pick Adam Bach. Mm. The Jacks have not had Adam Bach since that North Dakota game when he got injured in the first series. He got some snaps last week. It's likely that he's probably going to start tomorrow at the middle linebacker spot. You're talking a rush game of Montana State that's so good. Adam Bach with a chance to go to Frisco on the line. He has mm. been that defensive leader. Uh, he's going to be a guy I'm going to really keep an eye on tomorrow for the Jackrabbit defense. That's a great name. That's a difference maker that could really uh, plug some things up and uh, take you away from what you want to do and make you do other things. That's a great uh, great response on that. Uh, the weather going to hit double digits, or are we just going to hang out in single digits tomorrow, uh, Scotty? Nope. Cold, coldest game we've probably ever played here in, in Brookings. So, <laughs> yep, how quick yep, Scott responded uh, to that? Nope, not at all. Going to be freezing. Going to be nope, terrible. Yep, yep, that's right. Seven. I think. I think seven uh, for kickoff is yeah. probably where we're going to be at three seven. o'clock in the afternoon. So, right at the tail end of the day, you nice. know, the lights will come on. The wind will pick up a little bit. You know, it'll be blustery. It's uh, it's going to be great. Uh, great uh, TV and radio. So. <laughs> The uh, and, and I hope the crowd, obviously, that you, you know, the Jacks fans are uh, maybe a little crazy like that too. Going, yeah, let's get out there, do. But do you think it's going to affect uh, the, the crowd? It has to, I'd imagine, with the weather. Uh, yeah, prior prior to you know the last couple of games, it's been about sixty two and sixty five hundred. I think the last two playoff games were in attendance. Ticket sales, from what I had heard, were doing better than that uh, heading into this week. Now the last four days is probably going to impact people just traveling and getting around, moving around. Um, I, I know they've had sports teams up on campus uh, all morning and in here to the afternoon moving snow and getting the field ready. Uh, they've swept it a couple of times and trying to keep up with the wind that's blowing the snow back on. So um, yeah, we've heard the 6,000 fans that were there two weeks ago as loud as when we've had 18,000. You know, mm-hmm. The ones that show up are vested in, and, and they're all in, and they, and they make some noise. So uh, while it might be small, it uh, will certainly be a hearty crowd. It's and a, Montana State, too, I think they'll travel as well. Yeah, that's a great point. Sometimes, uh, you know, 10,000 could sound like three, and three can sound like 10. So that's, that's really a, yep. a fantastic point on that. Scotty, you're a great human being. Uh, stay safe. Have a little fun tomorrow. Bundle up and, uh, and looking forward to a great call uh, with you and the gang uh, out there. Good luck tomorrow, and thanks for the time today, buddy.
Brad, Jack, thank you. Merry Christmas, fellas. You too, Scott. Scott Quash joining us. Just one of the outstanding uh, guys in our field, Brad, as you know, uh, does a fantastic job with his hoops or football. He and Tyler Merriam and, 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 and the crew. I listened to some of that. Uh, yeah, they do a great job. Driving around last week. It was uh, very, uh, very easy crew to listen to. Yeah, it's so. good stuff. Good fellas. Uh, so 3 o'clock, temperature of 7. 7. It's like the Dakota Field days all over again. Bundle up, everybody. Uh, Thanks to Travis Dunn joining us tomorrow around the rink right here tomorrow morning. Catch T. Dunn, uh, the enforcer on that. Thanks to Scotty Quas. Stick around. you got doubleheader tonight. Brad Anderson, he's got the Christmas thing there. they got the angel to see. And then basketball. Angels and basketball. That's that's a good day and night. There's like three events going on at Tom. And you're in two of them. I'm involved in two of them. (laughs) Common Common Man is next right here on 740 The Fan. Be good. Be safe.